0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we're going to do something a little bit absurd. We are going to take a look at Uranus's entrance into Gemini, which is a few years away from now, but the reason for doing this is that we have this long Mars retrograde in the sign of Gemini, and actually the next time that Mars comes around to the sign of Gemini, Jupiter will also be in Gemini, and then after that, When Jupiter finishes up in Gemini, then boom, Uranus enters Gemini. So in a sense, this Mars retrograde is giving us a preview of a major revolutionary impulse that is going to be entering the exact same whole sign house in the summer of 2025. So I feel like we should unpack that a little bit because it is one way of starting to work with the transit at hand, Mars retrograde in Gemini, which lasts, at least the retrograde lasts till the middle of January. But we can do so in a way that is also anticipating that this is this is a a story unfolding right now that has a a reiteration around 2024 and then this explosion in 2025. So in a sense, this is way too early, but I think it's still really applicable. So I hope you will enjoy it. We're going to look at your whole sign house sun or rising sign horoscope for uranus entering gemini say a few words about it show you the real time clock and the timing of some of these transits so that is our goal for today before we get into it don't forget to like and subscribe share comments in the comment section and your responses and thoughts and insights that helps the channel to grow if you ever want to read anything that i've talked about in any of my uh, videos if you listen to the audio you can always find the transcript on my website nightlightastrology.com now i am also in promotion mode for my annual kickstarter campaign Uh, Right now, we are in the uh, uh, stretch of the year that is dedicated to raising funds to support this channel in the year ahead. Uh, Last year, we gained the support of 1,607 audience members who made a one-time donation, pitched in, and supported this channel in the year ahead. We're off to a pretty good start as I'm recording this. We have about 60 backers or so in the first day, day and a half of having launched Um, But we need to do a lot better. Last year, within the first 24 to 48 hours, we had about 130 backers just to compare. And we pay attention to those things and try to make sure we're tracking and staying on track with our numbers and our goals. Um, I want to take you over to the Kickstarter page and show you how you can get there. First of all, you can find the link in the description of this video or in the comment section. You'll see I post it and say, hey, donate here and here's the link. Um, And so find the link in the description of the comments. And then I'm gonna take you over there so you can see what it looks like when you arrive. Uh, Let's get to, here we go. Okay, so here's the Kickstarter page. See, we have 62 backers right now, with about 44 days left to go. We need to get that up to 1,608 to beat last year's goal. That is our, that's our sort of ultimate goal is to just expand the audience and the support from the audience. Um, if we do that, we will track well with all of our financial goals. Um, when you click on the Kickstarter and you scroll down, you can make it's a one-time donation. It's not recurring or anything like that. And when you scroll down and you can choose a variety of different rewards when you donate, Um, there's an astrology of 2023 calendar. There's an astrology of 2023 video that I make. It's exclusive. You won't find it anywhere else. I don't publish it anywhere else. And then there's a variety of talks I do, more in-depth talks for astrologers or students of astrology. There's a year ahead horoscope reading that I don't release anywhere else for your sun or rising sign that looks at all of the major transits of 2023. Um, and you'll find some other things there too. There's a long, like four or five hour talk that I do on the meaning of the houses. Um, and then there's also, uh, let's see here. There's many readings. I do personalized readings where I take a look at your birth chart. Those are limited and they tend to sell out pretty quickly. Um, and then all of my classes are on sale. So if you'll, you'll find whether it's roots and spheres or the masterclass or any of my online courses, the year one course, the year two course, horary readings and passages, all of my online programs, four years worth of curriculum, and they are all over 50% off. When you bundle them together, it goes down even more too. So for people who are in my year one program, pick up year two because it'll be significantly more um, affordable here during the Kickstarter and um, or pick up a horary class or whatever. And you can use these whenever you want, as well as uh, anytime in 2023 or beyond. So if you want to use it in 2024 because 23 gets busy, that's fine. You can use them whenever, as long as we're offering the classes. And uh, we plan to be offering them, hopefully for many more years to come. That's the goal. So um, it really, really helps us to get off to a fast start. Um, and so your donation supports an entire staff full of people. Every morning when I sit down, you know, there's a couple of hours worth of prayer, meditation, research, and writing that goes into most of my talks. And then I record it, and then I distribute it to a team of people. Um, so it, it is the, the financial goal you see and the numbers goal is based on supporting a staff that's now grown to about 10 people and, um, also, uh, supporting me and my family. Obviously this is a part of my business model and how I support myself. So I really appreciate it. You know, I try to pour all of my, my best, um, you know, my presence and all of my best into the content that I create. So if you enjoy it, if you get something good from it, please consider donating. It goes a long way. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, And let's get into this. I'm really excited about uh, Uranus into Gemini. I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I really feel like we're getting a foreshadowing effect right now with Mars in Gemini retrograde. So let's look at this clock. This is July 7th into the 8th of 2025. Now, what you're going to see during that uh, period. And let me just open my I got to get my drawing tool out here. you're gonna notice that Uranus is has just ingressed at zero degrees into Gemini. Let's go back a second, actually, though, and let me show you this. I've got it set up for horoscopes, but I wanna show you what's happening about one year before this. So if you go back to the spring of 2024 uh, into May, look at what's happening. So right about, here we go, This is about May 26th of 2024. That is when um, Jupiter enters Gemini again. It comes around once every 12 years. So if you run it forward one year later from May of 2024 to May of 2025, that is the time period during which Jupiter is spending its time in Gemini. Uh, During that same period, what's interesting is the next time we're going to get a subsequent period in which we will get uh, Mars in Gemini will coincide with Jupiter's entrance into Gemini. So you'll notice here, go back just a touch, right around July of 2024, just after Jupiter has entered Gemini, Mars enters Gemini again. Okay, and then it goes. It's going to go through the sign, and in a sense, that will that should reactivate some of what we've been dealing with between um, these uh, the end of October and middle of January with the Mars retrograde. Now I say that because. When you get a retrograde, a long, significant retrograde in a sign, and then not too long after that, you have major slow-moving planets working across those same degrees, like Jupiter between 2024 and 5, and then Uranus in 2025 and beyond starting to work into those degrees. It is safe to say that what we are going through right now is something of a foreshadowing. It's bringing up things that will be further developed. The evolution in that area of your life will Uh, accelerate, though, even more rapidly between 2024 and five between these subsequent transits of Jupiter in Gemini and finishes up and then Uranus into Gemini. So just, you know, it was recently I was looking at this and just realizing that there's a lot more to this Mars retrograde transit that we understand yet. And it's good to have a sense of you know, this is a plant that's that's growing and gestating, but it has another phase of growth and development to come when these planets hit these points. Okay, well, if we go forward, let us let me just show you this, because it get, it's actually gets really uh, even more interesting. Let's go forward one year to July of 2025. Now, this is right around the time that uh, Jupiter will have left Gemini and then Uranus enters. But just before that, there's one uh, here we go yeah So you can see that in the summer of 2024 right this is about July of 2024 all the way into uh, you know let's see I think it goes into August here yeah it's it's about late August Mars will be back in Gemini. So you could say even more specifically that the summer of 2024 is going to be the next major reiteration of what we're dealing with now as Mars' is retrograde, okay? And then the following summer in July, then Uranus enters Gemini. See it right there. And this is, this is actually showing up as August. Let me push it back. One month, there you go. There's Uranus entering Gemini, and it does so pretty much right at the beginning of July. I think the actual date is July 8th. Yeah, so it's uh, right about July 8th. So let me reiterate all of that once more. Uh, July 2024, you have a confluence of Jupiter and Mars in Gemini. And then the exact same month, a year later, July 2025, Uranus will enter Gemini. Interesting that Venus will also be in Gemini at the same time that summer. Um, Okay, so if if you can track what I'm saying what again the significance of that summarized before we get into horoscopes and i'm going to adjust this right now to um we're just gonna take a look at there's some other interesting transits happening too in 2025 that i think we'll have to visit at some point like uh saturn and and neptune entering um aries which is also really fascinating but let's keep it simple for now uh One more thing, I'm adjusting on my screen here before we go. All right. <clears throat> so, to summarize, it's easy to uh, it's easy to get lost in the immediate experience in astrology. Like you've got a transit of Mars retrograde somewhere in your chart right now, and you're probably feeling it. And we, if you want to go back and look at the horoscopes that I did for Mars retrograde, I've done two of them, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. So you can go back and look at two different um, reads on your whole sign horoscopes a so sun or rising sign horoscopes for Mars retrograde in Gemini. Um, that same area of life that's being activated right now is going to be activated again in a very powerful way by Mars and Jupiter, especially during the summer of 2024. It's a little less than two years from now. And then the following summer in 2025, then you have Uranus entering that house. And that is so um, explosive and dynamic. Uh, it's, It's fast and it's revolutionary. And it will have had echoes previously here in the fall, early winter of 2022 into three. And then again, repeating during the summer of 2024, and then just like rocket fuel, starting in the summer of 2025. So with that in mind, you can start to think, ah, what I'm going through right now is not, it's not a one and done, and it's not something I have to, it's not like you have to figure everything out in this moment. Sometimes when people are going through transits, I notice that they freak out because they're like, well, you know, there's a lot There's a lot going on and, you know, it feels like I have to, there's a lot that I have to figure out. Well, no, you can take a little bit of the pressure off from yourself knowing that you're going to be revisiting these themes and deepening into the transformation or evolution uh, that's starting to unfold right now. So it's like, give you, you know, cut yourself a little slack. There's a process around that whole sign house of Gemini that actually has a lot of, a lot more twists and turns and excitement to come. So let's, Briefly, actually, you know what? I'm going to grab something really quick. I want to read you a passage from one of my favorite books, Cosmos and Psyche by Richard Tarnas, where he describes the archetypal nature of Uranus. And I think that it's it's really one of the best summations of Uranus that I've ever read and uh, can help us just start to open our archetypal imagination as we go through these horoscopes. So the planet Uranus is empirically associated with the principle of change, rebellion, freedom, liberation, reform and revolution And the unexpected breakup of structures with sudden surprises, revelations, awakenings, lightning-like flashes of insight, the acceleration of thoughts and events with births and new beginnings of all kinds, and with intellectual brilliance, cultural innovation, technological invention, experiment, creativity, and originality. In addition to the occurrence of sudden breakthroughs and liberating events, Uranus transits are linked to unpredictable and disruptive changes Hence, the planet is often referred to as the cosmic trickster. Another set of themes associated with Uranus is a concern with the celestial and the cosmic, with astronomy and astrology, with science and esoteric knowledge, and with space travel and aviation. With respect to personal character, Uranus is regarded as signifying the rebel and the innovator, the awakener, the individualist, the dissident, the eccentric, the restless and wayward. So, these Uranian qualities are going to be entering the same exact area of our birth charts that Mars retrograde is working on right now. The same exact areas that Jupiter and Mars will be reactivating, especially strong during the summer of 2024. So this area, in other words, is actually on the brink of a major revolution in our lives, a major shift in the way that we in the way that we do things or the way that things are playing out. What's what's being looked at right now, in other words, by the summer of 2025 is going to go through a, a total makeover. Disruption to set or fixed patterns that might be happening right now are going to be amplified by five when Uranus enters the same place in the chart, in other words. So let's, let's look at that and imagine what that might mean. And we'll do it one whole sign house at a time. So again, Uranus into Gemini around July 7th of 2025. Let's take a look at it sign by sign, starting with Aries. So if you are an Aries sun or rising sign, you're getting this in the third house. Now, first of all, this is sort of quintessentially about, potentially about the mind. So if you've been going through right now in the Mars retrograde, a sense of Um, shifting thoughts, thought patterns, communication, perception, if you've been learning or studying something or revising the way that you think or perceive the world, then those changes that you're going through right now are setting the ground for this major revolution of mind, of learning, of the mental or thought patterns of your life in 2025. Isn't that interesting? You're just, you're on the brink of like a major shift just a few years away, and this is thus foreshadowing that. So I'm, I'm really fascinated by this right now. Now, karma around siblings, if that's coming up right now, you could see another major shift then. Uh, anything in your environment. And environment can also mean like the things that are influencing your mind and body that you're getting excited about. For example, uh, if you become if you develop a new hobby or interest and then it starts affecting you and it starts having an influence on your life and the way that you behave. If you introduce anything new into someone's environment, that has an impact on them. On the, the en- new environmental constants, they breed change and, and we start to evolve based on what we associate with. So if there have been changes in your mind, in your thought patterns, and in what you associate with or what is in your environment right now, it's going to be such a revolution, continued uh, uh, um, changes in 2025 when Uranus comes in. So I hope that makes sense. And that's the way I'm going to try to do these horoscopes for everybody is just show the connective tissue between the topics now and what Uranus might mean hitting those topics later. So let's go ahead and put Taurus on the ascendant. Now we have Uranus in the second house, and if Mars is retrograde right now in your second house, it could be bringing up things like money, finances, resources, um, diet. It could be bringing up um, uh, your your physical, um, the things that you physically rely on. I'm I'm always amazed at how many t- how many times people, while there's a major transit of the second house, it's not just money, although that's like an obvious one that changes around money or business can happen. It's amazing to me how people's sustenance will change. What I eat, what I don't eat, what I rely on, what kind of resources I have available to me, including the skills, talents, or abilities that I have, or I'm cultivating, all of those things can change. And um, What we're taking in or what we're expending with energy or uh, income and output of energy or money can change dramatically. Well, if you're going through something like that right now, just wait until those summers of 2024 and 25, when Jupiter and Mars come together again in the summer of 24, and then Uranus, the, 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 the pattern breaker, the revolutionary, enters that house and just really intensifies all of the same things. So a change, a revolution around finances, resources, assets, a house where what we, what we have and what we rely on. All right, well, let's move it on to Gemini. So we've talked a lot in the horoscopes that I've done about Mars retrograde in the first house for Geminis. We've talked a lot about character development. This is a place that's associated with your character, with your um, mind and mentality to a certain extent, especially as a, a Mercury ruled sign but your physical appearance uh your behavior personality character psychology um, and also the way in which you assert yourself in the world the way that you show up basically Um, this is uh, a place that is much deeper than just a persona that it also has to do with you know your innate character traits that you show to the world Well, if you've been going through something of a revolution around health, body, appearance, character, psychology, and also rooted in those character changes if you've been working on uh, changing direction in life. Because as our character evolves and develops, the character's interests evolve and develop. So personal changes that lead to different kinds of choices or interests or desires, all rooted in the first house, Mars retrograde you're going through right now. We'll just wait for the summer of 2024 and five when you get Jupiter and Uranus, uh, Jupiter and Mars in that house, and then in 25 you get Uranus entering that house. I mean, just a, a total acceleration and and continuation of the same themes, but more rapid, profound, rebellious, individuating currents that will be running through starting in the summer of 2025 when Uranus enters. So that's why I think this is something to get excited about because these are, you know, just really dynamic transits. All right, let's go forward to Uranus in the twelfth house. So this is if you are a Cancer, uh, Cancer rising, and um, we have Uranus in the twelfth uh, house. If you're a Cancer rising, which is where you currently have the Mars retrograde. Now this is the, the like if you're driving you have a blind spot while you're driving. This is the blind spot uh, sort of psychologically or spiritually, which is interesting because when Mars is retrograde in that house, it can be about all of the things that you avoid or that you aren't aware of. For example, I had a client recently who's dealing with Mars retrograde in the 12th house. And they said, I feel like I'm just getting this big lesson about how, um, I'm not playful enough. I don't know how to have fun or be playful. One of the main signatures of Mars in Gemini is playfulness. So playfulness is in their blind spot and the retrograde has been bringing it up. Like, I don't really know how to have fun and be spontaneous and let loose. And and also um, the same person said at the same time, I'm struggling with all of these frustrations and angers that usually I'd be able to hold in, but I'm not able to now. Okay. Total 12th house. So When Uranus enters, or you could even say when Jupiter-Mars enter in the summer of 2024, and then again when Uranus enters in the summer of 2025, same kinds of things likely to come up. Whatever you don't see that's in your blind spot. But when Uranus enters, it's, it's going to be exactly the stuff that you don't see that starts creating a radical change in your life because it's coming up. It's like the revolutionary or rebellious impulses that you just can't control or repress anymore or deny. They will come and make themselves known. They will assert themselves. It's like when you're driving and you look and you don't see something in your blind spot, you start to turn lanes and all of a sudden you realize, oh, there's a car in my blind spot. And then you quickly, you know, maneuver to make sure you don't hit them. That's Uranus entering your 12th house. So just imagine that the content that's going to be coming up to break patterns and create revolutionary change is just... It's in your blind spot, but you have hints. You have this Mars retrograde right now. You also have the reiteration of Jupiter and Mars in Gemini in the summer of 2024. And then when Uranus hits, it is, I mean, you think some of these these things you're going through right now, for example, are are, uh, transformative, but that will be totally different level. So, all right. So that's Cancer rising or sun signs, if, if you follow your sun sign horoscope. Let's put Leo on the Ascendant, which moves Uranus into the 11th house. Now the Mars retrograde is coming through the 11th, which is going to have something to do, for example, with the topic of groups or friends or allies, your social life in general, uh, benefactors or mentors or people who help you somehow. It's also a house associated with dreams and wishes and different kinds of communities you belong to, aspirations you have and the commonality you seek with other people who maybe share similar aspirations. So if that is up for review right now with Mars retrograde, just remember summer of 2024 in, in that, especially in that month of July, there is a, um, a a reiteration of the same themes in a very powerful way. And then in July of 2025, Uranus enters and I mean, you're you're who you consider to be a friend an ally a mentor who where you go to seek commonality in groups of people will be going through such transformation there's going to be a total disruption of set patterns and the insistence upon something new and it's not but it's not out of nowhere you have some clues right now you have a clue with mars retrograde in that house And also in the summer of 2024, again, Jupiter and Mars coming in that house before Uranus, you know, comes in and says, all right, you know, it's the French Revolution happening in your in your 11th house. So you're preparing yourself for a pretty big transformation around groups, organizations, friends, colleagues, the kind of commonalities you seek or look for in other people, especially in service of your larger goals and dreams. All right, let's go to Virgo. So, when we put Virgo on the ascendant, we move Uranus into the 10th house, maybe one of the most exciting places to have Uranus. So, if you're Virgo right now and you're trying to figure out, you know, what the heck's going on with your career, or there's changes to your public image or, you know, sense of professional calling or purpose in life, uh, that house is called Praxis. So, literally, like, what are you practicing? What are you doing every day? What kind of name are you trying to make for yourself? What kind of things are you trying to achieve, especially through the career, but also just like, what's the, um, What is your sense of uh, calling and and duty? Like, what's your work? You know, what's your great work? Well, if that's been going through changes with Mars retrograde right now in the 10th house, then shoot out to summer of 2024, Jupiter and Mars come in and boom, there's a lot of growth and dynamism then. Followed by, you know, the 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 trumpet blast of revolution when Uranus enters the year after. I don't know many people who go through Uranus entering their 10th house that don't change jobs or start doing something eccentric and different. It's like the impulse to become more of myself is suddenly just banging down the door and demanding that it be incorporated into your career. Now that could happen within an existing job or field that you're already a part of. Or it could mean the acquisition or development of like totally new abilities or interests or something like that. But it is a pattern breaker. It is a rebel. It is about progress and disruption of norms. And if you think what you're going through right now with career is big, wait until you hit that spot because that's that's a, a, a radical transformation uh, happening at that time. And this is why we're looking at it because it's good to know the seeds to the blossom that are that are connected through these transits. And I can't believe I didn't think earlier to include this. Like it just slipped under my radar. And then all of a sudden I was like, why aren't we talking about the connection of this transit to these subsequent Gemini transits that are happening just in the next couple of years? So better late than never. And also we're still ridiculously early, I guess. Anyway, uh, let's go on to Libra. So Libra, that Mars retrograde is currently focused in your ninth house and then subsequently gets activated by Jupiter and Mars in the summer of 2024, and then by Uranus in the summer of 2025. So the pattern that is breaking and changing right now, there's an an iconoclasm happening. The ninth house is the place of our higher beliefs. It's the pursuit of truth. It is higher education, mystic sages, religious and spiritual experience. It's universities and uh, courses that we take, or subjects that we study, teachers and mentors that we have. So it's just all about that kind of, of the change happening there is a change of paradigm, a change of thought, a change of belief, a change of mind, a change of spirit. Uh, Your moral and like spiritual compass is transforming uh, as Mars is retrograde there right now. But if you think that's a big deal, Wait until the summer of 2024 and then subsequently the summer of 2025, where these same topics of religion, learning, belief, spirituality, your political or ethical convictions in life and how they guide and direct you is taking a really dramatic turn. Uranus, the pattern breaker, is coming in and just kicking in the door and saying, it is time. It's like you know, what was the uh, 99, 98 theses that Martin Luther tacked to the door of the Catholic church or whatever. It's like that. It's like, if you, if there's something that you have been mulling over spiritually, religiously, and, and you may continue to do so for a little bit, you, you may think, you know, you're like, you may be in like round, round one of two to three more rounds of, of, you know, wrestling with this. And, but when Uranus enters in the summer of 2025, I mean, how can I can't even count how many times when Uranus has entered that house, I've seen people suddenly decide to start studying astrology or they get into, you know, they, they take a pilgrimage somewhere and they just blow their mind open by, you know, visiting, um, you know, the the uh, the like Machu Picchu or I mean, just a spiritual pilgrimage of some kind that rewrites the entire you know, narrative. It flips your script somehow. A disruption of thought, a disruption of mind, a revolution, and the impulse to individuate through the house of higher mind and beliefs. That's what you're looking at. And if you think right now is a big deal, you know, this is like uh, jet fuel being poured on the fire just a couple of years from now in the same exact place. All right, let's go on to Scorpio. Placing Scorpio on the Ascendant now, and Uranus will be in the 8th house. So with Uranus in the 8th house uh, for Scorpios, um, we're focusing again on the same area that Mars is currently in while retro- retrograding and that will be reiterated during the summer of 2024 when Mars and Jupiter go through Gemini and then again in the summer, especially July of 2025, when Uranus ingresses and starts an a, um, intense process of uh, transformation. So the eighth house was called the esteem of other people, often linked, and I this is kind of like um, the most basic way. People will say, oh, it's about death, you know, it's about transformation. Well, most basically, the eighth house is about uh, obligations and debts or gifts and resources that are shared with other people, that we owe to other people, uh, willingly or not, or that are coming from other people to us willingly or not. In in this sense, the ultimate tax that nobody can avoid, uh, the ultimate bill that comes due that nobody can avoid is death. So yes, death is included, but kind of by proxy. Sometimes you know planets in the eighth house reflect the way your life is changing because something dies. But often that death is just as metaphorical as the you know the the death card in tarot, as I like to say. It's most of the time you draw that card, nobody literally dies, but it might be time to let go of something, or it might be the ending of something. So. The other thing that happens though, is when planets like you know Mars are retrograde in that house, you might be looking at who or what you owe something to and the conflict, tension or stress involving your obligations to other people or theirs to you. And so it can represent a time of revising those deeper emotional or financial or psychic dependencies. And so insofar as you are working on those things now, Just imagine by the time 2025 rolls around in the summer when Uranus enters, you're going to see, you know, again, whatever you're working on right now in that area is accelerated tremendously. A huge impulse of um, individuating energy, which means the impulse to become more thoroughly, more deeply and authentically myself, breaking through barriers and boundaries that are holding me back currently into the next evolutionary unfoldment of my personality or my character or my life path. That's what Uranus tends to do. It tends to bring that impulse to break out of the current restrictive uh, uh, or limiting influences or presences. So that's coming into a house of dependencies, which means it's either allowing you to break through because it's helping you form new dependencies that give you something you need to take a next step forward, or it could be breaking you out of those that are holding you back. Either way, you're going to see that impulse uh, of, of Uranus to uh, change the, the situation dramatically coming through in the summer of 2025. So that can give you some context as to what you're dealing with now and the actual full process involved with Mars's current retrograde in that house. All right, let's go on to uh, Sagittarius in the on the Ascendant. So Sag, Sun, or Rising Sign, Horoscope here, Uranus, in the seventh house. This is exciting. So right now you have Mars retrograde in the seventh place of love, sexuality, and relationships. Sometimes that can be extended into any kind of like meaningful um, interpersonal dynamic, usually more serious and committed relationships, sometimes like a uh, like a business partnership or something like that. But often it is love and relationships and sexuality. So whatever you're going through right now as Mars is retrograding in that house and creating the impulse to change or look at patterns of how you relate to other people. Mars in the seventh house, how do I fight with other people? And that's just a part of relating is how do I stand apart and how do I stand together? And you have to be able to do both in a relationship, don't you? Well, in the summer of 2024, Jupiter and Mars come through together and they create the impulse uh, again to change or grow Through relationships, the same one that's there right now that's causing you to reflect upon your nature sexually, romantically, uh, and in partnerships. You don't necessarily have to be with someone, by the way, to be thinking about or looking at who or what you want to be with or who you don't want to be with or what you need sexually or what you don't need sexually. But by the time that the summer of 2025 comes through, the individuating impulse of Uranus. Uh, Will enter that house and if you think some of the things that you're dealing with with the mars retrograde are a big deal This is like the circuit breaker The karma around love and relationships will change dramatically at that time Now that could also have an impact on a spouse or partner I don't want that to sound like well your relationship will end if you're in a relationship and you really love a person I don't want people to get worried But something will change about the relationship or about the way that your lives are set up. Probably at times it will happen because of changes, dramatic changes happening in the life or psychology of your partner. Uranus entering the seventh can be a bit like Uranus entering the first, the first house of the partner. So this is, um, you know, it's possible that that revolutionary energy will be Uh, something felt by the partner but in turn that of course will have an impact on you and your relationships so the the current mars retrograde is going to be um you know we're we're doubling down on it a few more times and and especially when uranus enters the 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 continued theme of evolution and and how we're growing as a person moving through that realm of relationships really intensified starting in the summer of 2025. All right, let's go forward to Capricorn Rising or Capricorn Sun sign, if you'd like to listen to that. So uh, Uranus enters the sixth house. Now, this is currently where you have Mars and Mars Mars was said to rejoice in the sixth house natally. This was called the joy of Mars. Um, The sixth house is a place of tremendous work, labor, service, and sacrifice, but not of the kind that is usually enjoyable. It's not like... Oh I just love to be of service, you know. <laughs> it's a lot more like um the gruel and grind of serving others in a way that is sacrificial. You know, you've got some calluses and blisters from the broom that you're using to sweep someone's house if you're helping them. That's what that's what's implied by this house. At its best, everything this house in will everything this house represents will have some kind of labor behind it, some kind of work and some kind of um suffering but maybe on behalf of something that you really care about or a kind of persevering suffering hardworking quality that will lead to some really amazing result but not without the blood sweat and tears now on the other hand this house is definitely associated with sickness illness um and frustrations kind of chronic frustrating things that don't necessarily go away it was also associated with conflict and so um you know, for example, uh, it's really tough in, in many places in the world to escape, you know, cycles of of suffering, sickness, poverty, etc. It's just really hard. Um, and, and so um, the charitable aspects of the sixth house that are often associated with it can't be separated from the need that there is for charity in the world because of cycles of suffering, if that makes sense. So what When you have Mars retrograde there right now, it could be, for example, that you're going through a revision of how or why you're motivated to work on, sacrifice, or serve something. Your priorities or your values could be shifting such that the way you spend your time or energy is not the same. Well, I don't want to sacrifice for this anymore because I'm a little disillusioned. Or I'm changing my priorities or I'm revising uh, how much time and energy I give to projects so that I'm not draining myself too much and becoming a martyr. These kinds of things can come up in the sixth house. Or you might be dealing with um, sickness and chronic things that are, uh, you know, annoying and looking for solutions. Very common. When Uranus enters this house, breakthroughs come. So the breakthrough can be, I I was suffering with something, but I found a cure, a therapy, something that helps. Um, I've been working, laboring, and sacrificing for something, and now... The breakthrough comes and all of the work has been worth it and I'm starting to feel free and liberated from a period of intense labor. Uranus enters that house and suddenly you become super charismatic and motivated ideologically to serve a cause of some kind, a revolution of a revolution that is practical and service-oriented starts entering your life. But whatever's happening right now in that sixth house and all these themes I've mentioned, Uranus is pouring gas on them by the summer of 2025. All right, well, Aquarius moves Uranus into the fifth house. So we now have the fifth house Uranus transit. I think this is one of the most fun Uranian transits when, uh, when Uranus enters Gemini. I think this one is the most fun. So you've had Mar you have Mars retrograde in this house right now, if you're an Aquarius. But then it's reiterated summer of 2024, Jupiter and Mars in Gemini, and then the summer of 2025, Uranus enters. The fifth house was associated with the goddess Venus, and was and by extension, love, romance, beauty, performance, art, sexuality, children and pregnancy, um, lots of things that are Venusian in nature, from creativity to joy and pleasure to entertainment. Uh, to sex and romance. So if th- those are things that you're working on right now, somehow, maybe something's coming up with your kids, if you have them, or you're getting pregnant, or you are looking at what is a healthy form of pleasure versus an unhealthy form, because Mars can be very passionate and sort of libidinal. Like you could get, you know, you could be looking at how strong your sex impulse is or learning to harness those things a little bit, especially if they get, you know, if they're, you know, if you're, if your sex drive is something that is, is not, it's not helping you, it's harming you in some way, you could be working on that. Or you could be saying, look, I tend to be sort of boring and I'm learning, I'm trying to figure out how to have fun. Kind of like one of the earlier horoscopes I was talking about with Mars in the 12th house. I'm trying to figure out how to have fun. I'm revising my creative approach to something. like if I'm an artist, I'm shifting the way I do my artwork or, uh, the way I express myself creatively is going through some kind of change. And this could be one that's like verbal, mental, intellectual as well because it's a Mercury ruled sign and an air sign. But the point is that whatever you've been working on there right now and however exciting it may be or challenging it may be, Wait until Uranus gets in there in just a couple of years. The summer of 2025, it enters. And the individuating impulse comes through the seeking of joy and pleasure, through the integration of your most authentic, creative self. It's, it it is is self-expression and liberating yourself from patterns of stuckness or restriction around joy, pleasure, and creativity, which could also extend into uh, the topic of things like uh, children, children. Um, and, uh, you know, the way you're raising your kids, it's funny how kids belong to this house. And there's, um, often when Uranus enters, you know, a kid might go through a rebellious phase or something like that, but whatever way, whatever way we want to look at it, the point is that the impulse toward romance, pleasure, joy, and breaking patterns of stuckness around creativity and self-expression are tremendously amplified. You're getting a taste for it right now with Mars in that house, but wait until Uranus gets in there. That's the point. All right, finally, we have Pisces. Now, Pisces, and I'm just going to actually, uh, this, is, this banner is covering it up, so we'll go down here. So Pisces puts Uranus in the fourth. Well, Mars retrograde there right now. So the topic of home, family, parents, roots or ancestral karma, and your living environment in particular. Th- those are the, the core themes of the fourth house. When Uranus comes through the roots in 2025, whatever you've been working on right now, whatever kinds of conflict or um, remediation of conflicts, healing, visitation of old wounds, uh, change, uh, establishing something new, Mars is a planet that loves um, beginnings. It's, it's called, uh, that planet is associated with inception, which means to, to start something. So um, whatever you've been trying to start or launch, or whatever changes you've been looking at around home, family, parents, roots, etc. If you think right now has been challenging or tumultuous or exciting or whatever it is whatever it is for you right now, again, just wait until Uranus gets there because Uranus is the pattern breaker. So the patterns of home and family and how they've been imprinted in you and your life and the way they affect you personally or your health or your uh, your, your marriage or your sex life, or, you know, your, your job or the way you raise your kids, all the different ways in which the ancestral karmic past has imprinted itself on you have the chance to be like rewritten when Uranus hits that house. So what you're dealing with right now is just the precursor to a much deeper and more profound level of transformation coming to that house in just a couple of years which will often coincide, you know, with people moving or maybe a parent that's ready to leave their body. Uh, usually not like, you know, without some, uh, some, like maybe they're red, maybe they're sick or something like that, but it's, it is revolution at the roots. It's freedom at the roots. And what you're going through right now is just setting you up for it. So that's what I've got. This was a tour de force. I hope that you, um, I hope that in seeing this, it helps you just deepen your understanding of the process playing out right now with Mars retrograde. It felt to me like a meaningful time to just extend our vision a little bit so we understand that this isn't just a one-time thing uh, considering these big changes coming up in the same sign from Jupiter-Mars during 2024 into 25, especially the summer of 24, and then again Uranus uh, in July of 2025 getting started. Okay, well, it's a good one today, I think. I hope you guys liked it. Leave some comments or stories. I would love to hear from you guys. You can always use the hashtag grabbed or email us grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. Please help us reach sixteen hundred and eight backers. We're off to a little bit of a slow start. I'm not worried yet. I feel like every year it's a little different, the pacing and timing, but it would really help if if people just took a minute, follow the link in the comments section of this video to the Kickstarter, choose a reward when you donate. We try to make sure that we give you something cool for pitching in and supporting our team and this channel. I hope that this channel is supportive of your spiritual life, your growth, and your joy in the year ahead. Um, and I really deeply appreciate any support you're able to offer and hope you'll find a cool reward in exchange. All right, that's what I've got, you guys. Um, oh, by the way, the Dao De Jing for Astrologers series during the Kickstarter will be uh, coming out on the weekends. So I'll have that coming out on the weekends just to kind of keep um, the that series you know, going, the heartbeat of it going uh, as the Kickstarter rolls on here. Um, but okay, anyway, hope you guys have a great weekend. Take it easy. Bye.